Annyeonghaseyo. Welcome to Afternoona Uncensored, unscripted, unedited, and uninterrupted. So let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. So let's do a quick sound off on what are the temperatures in everyone's <laughs> house, because we're all dressed relatively differently at the moment. I know no one can see us. So I'm going to set the stage to say Amy is wrapped up not only like a burrito, but with a burrito blanket. Mm-hmm. And I have a I have a dinosaur fleece blanket on my lap. Oh, my so God. I have many blankets. Um, it's actually warmer in Chicago today. It's it got up to 14. Um, but my room is like one of the worst ventilated rooms in the house. So in the summer it gets really hot and the winter it gets really cold. So I sleep with many blankets, many sweatshirts, and we I record in my room so that I don't have, you know, ambient noise or my cats. And so I was a little late getting on the pod today because I was trying to figure out how to bundle up. You're like, what can I before wrap we started? Yeah, what can I wrap myself in? Is there like frost in your mirror in the morning when you wake up? No, it's no because for some reason the heat gets to my bathroom, but not to the rest of the room. So the bathroom's actually okay. Um, but here's the thing: we do not have a whole house humidifier, so it gets very dry. And so in the middle of the night, while I'm adjusting my blankets, I see visible sparks from the static oh electricity God, and i am afraid wow. i am afraid that one of these nights i'm going to just set myself on fire. oh my god you're going to be like the spontaneous combust seriously combustion. like how did the fire start i flipped my blanket over and since i'm a true crime girly i will be like all over the investigation like how did this how did amy just combust in her bed it would be the most mm. like disappointing conclusion when they finally get to oh it was just static electricity it's just really dry yeah, it's just really dry in this house <laughs> She needed to went up fast as a result. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's not as cold here in Pennsylvania. Today was like 22, Uh, but it's been cold. We had a snowstorm. Kids didn't have school, and we're supposed to have another snowstorm in a few days, which I'm not stoked about because kids will probably have off school again. Um, So for our global audience, I need to just throw this out for the global audience because everyone else is on Celsius. Mm. We're talking about like... Fahrenheit, 14 yeah. and 22 Fahrenheit, which would be freezing, which would be zero in Celsius, is 32. So for Celsius, you are all in the negatives under that zero mark, because for us in Fahrenheit, 32 is freezing. And we we were, I mean, like, they canceled school yesterday because the actual temperature was like negative 15, plus the wind chill. That is crazy. Yeah, that... I, I I don't want to move and accidentally unplug my microphone, so I'm not going to Google what that conversion is. It's just fucking too cold. It's too cold. It's too, and I know I know that like our Canadian listeners are like, listen, yeah, listen. <laughs> but our Norwegian, are up in Svalbard, whoever is listening to us in Svalbard, it's like, okay, pussies, right? But, <laughs> but hey, yeah, it was frosting inside my car. Like it was snowing inside my car. I had to scrape the inside of my windshield. So. There was yeah, that. I saw you posted that on Instagram, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. You're like scraping it with a credit card. <laughs> yeah, my son, that was my son. Yeah. He was, <laughs> I, I turned on my defrost and I was like, why is the window not defrosting? And I touched it and I was like, oh, that's ice on the inside of the car. Right. And then Leah's like, well, it was 50 well, today, so I had to wear yeah, a light I'm, jacket. Yeah, I'm wearing a vest and I'm wearing a dress with bare legs. I will say, though, that I did, you know, go to high school. I grew up for, yeah, I mean, I had cold weather. 
No, no, I lived in the cold I know, until I was like you did. twenty. You did, but I mean, I've blocked. I mean, I'm, I'm 44. It's been a fucking minute. So, um, but when I was in high school, I remember one time going outside and my little Ford Tempo, like it was, you know, all iced over Minnesota. And I was like, I could scrape this, but I have a better idea. And no one was around to stop me and nobody was around to give me guidance. So I went and I filled up a tea kettle of boiling water and then ran outside and just threw it on my windshield. I did not burst my windshield. I was going to say, how did your windshield But I think my dad came out because I think he saw me go in with the tea kettle and like march away. And he came out and it was like, no. And I was already like... And I was like, look how smart I am. He's like, that could have just destroyed everything. But it did not. I was like, and now I don't have to scrape. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, when when I was in high school, so I actually could walk to my high school. That's how close I lived. But I was lazy and I would still drive once I could drive. And I had this old, uh, it was like a 96 Pontiac Grand Am, which, like, the bumper was just, like, tough. Like, <laughs> So, and I did, I mean, I did not take the time to defrost my windshield and it, because the drive was so short, like nothing defrosted. So I basically just had this like little hole that I could like see out of my frosted windshield and I turned into the parking lot and of course I couldn't see anything like an idiot. And I just ran straight into a pole, like just like, boom, like right in the pole. And the thing is my, that freaking Pontiac, what a bruiser, nothing. It was fine. I basically bounced it off. Yeah, I basically bounced off of it. They don't make cars like that anymore. They don't make Pontiacs anymore. <laughs> but true. Okay, here's one thing I will say is that so at night it's getting down to like 43, let's say. So you would say, okay, you're still being a pussy. However, pussies are also tough. And yeah. our pools are outdoor pools. And my son does water polo. And these are not heated pools. So every single night he's going out when it's like 45 what? or lower with the pouring rain that we're getting right now in his Speedo and doing two and a half hours in the pool at night. What? Wait, 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 no. wait. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> every time that you said he had water polo, I thought he was in some indoor facility at the school. Same. Absolutely not. He is in an outdoor pool that's unheated. In a speedo, and they start at six thirty. So he's going in the he's going in the pool in about fifteen minutes. That's I'm that's insanity. I did yeah. not know that. And so he does that from six thirty to eight thirty every night. And then when he's not in the pool, he's actively outside the pool doing lunges and push ups in his speedo in that temperature. Ugh. What? So, I, so every night he's been writing me like tonight. He's like, I know. So my parents are visiting. He's like, maybe I should come home and see Nana and Papa. I'm like. You wanted to do winter water polo. It's 890 bucks to do winter water polo. I'm like, you're going to winter water polo. <laughs> there have been a few go. nights when it's been like very rainy where I've been like, okay, you don't have to go. But for the most part, I'm like, this is Buck this up. is the lesson that we learn in life is, you know, you want to be in varsity, you play the game. Is this <laughs> is this the first time he's done this? Winter water polo? Yeah. This is the first time he's done winter water polo. He was not going to, but it's like, these are his friends doing it. I think it's shared misery. Like last I was night, like, I, he needs new friends. <laughs> when I picked him up last night, he was like, I'm really cold. My clothes are all wet because I didn't think it was going to rain. I'm like, well, was it good camaraderie? He's like, we didn't even talk. It's too cold to fucking talk. And I was like, oh, buddy. I'm go- I'm just, I can't wait to tell my son that, that your son does. My son complains when he has to go to an indoor, like, gymnasium to practice soccer. He complained. Like, t- he had to go tonight and he complains because... Apparently, my husband, when he picks him up, he parks, quote, too far away 
Dane slipped on the gravel and was convinced he, like, broke his tailbone. Spoiler, he did not. He was (laughs) fine. But he's an old man, and he was like, I slipped on the gravel, and it's all your fault. So I can't wait to tell him that at least he's not swimming in a tiny Speedo. And then the other funny thing is that, oh, okay, I guess I shouldn't. I will say it because I'm gross. So I'm, I mean, how I show up is how I show up in all spaces, unless I'm at work. At work, I, I, I... in my office, I keep it tapped down. But like for my kids, they really get a lot. And so my my son's club team is the Narwhals. And he also hasn't gotten a Speedo. And he hasn't gotten a Speedo because he keeps forgetting to remind me. And I keep forgetting to remind him to remind me. So he keeps not getting a Speedo. And so the other day, I'm like, what are you doing? Like with your Speedo situation? He's like, Mom, I have to borrow them from friends. So that was like a whole thing. And then I'm like, okay. And I'm like, well, you know, winter pull. I'm like, ah, oh, do we like, I guess we still need to get you one. But I'm like, what if you just go to your coach and you're like, I am the narwhal. <laughs> and just get real weird about it. You know, be like, you want to see a narwhal. And then he's like, oh, mom. <laughs> you want to see a narwhal? But he's wearing other dude's Speedos. Yes. And so he, last night he was like, and then what's it like? Because then I have to get off my friend's Speedo and then find them and give them the Speedo back. And I can't just like put my pants on over the Speedo. And I was just like, okay, this is this feels confusing. Just remind me again to get you your Speedo and what size you want. <laughs> oh, my God. The narwhals, because he's going to do spring. So the narwhals are going to swim again. And for anyone who wants to know what water polo is, because I spent the weekend with high school girlfriends and someone finally was like, look, what is water polo? It's essentially a very elaborate game of keep away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, say, I mean, I've seen it like it lacrosse play. in the water. You don't have sticks. You've just got hands. It's oh, hand just hands. Ball. Okay. Yeah. It's like kind of like a smaller volleyball-ish looking thing. Oh. And there's a net on either side of the pool. So you're doing a lot of treading water and a lot of fast swimming. And they're not meant to. But like, you know, he's come back with like big gouges after games because some kids will like file their like toenails down and like get you underwater. Shut <laughs> oh. up. Yeah. So there's like nail scratching. There's a lot of like ball grabbing under the water, like where you're like grabbing nuts and twisting and stuff like you're not meant to. He does not. He does not do that. But um, yes, like in games, like that's part of like the dirty play is like whatever's happening underwater and like the refs can't see is what you're trying to like do. Don't they wear like padded padded helmets? They wear helmets with little pads over their ears. So I mean, I guess it doesn't matter what their nuts are doing, but like, God forbid they get their ears boxed. But for, like, practice, like, sometimes he sits and treads water and there'll be, like, five minutes and he has to hold a chair over his head and tread water holding a chair, like, with straight arms over his head. Like, it's a lot of that kind of thing. That things. sounds like a K-drama Damn. school punishment. That's what that sounds yeah, like. Yeah, they get jacked. Like, they're all pretty jacked. I think that's part of the attraction is they all get, like, the big triangle, like, a lot of min body shapes going on. Except they're children, not hot Coast Guard Korean men. <laughs> So, okay. Like, caveat, they're children. (laughs) Yeah, caveat, caveat. And I mean, I feel creepy sometimes because, I mean, like, yes, they're, like, very strong and, like, muscly, but they're literally children. And I'll try to, like, take photos of Jared playing the game. And I'm like, do I look weird? Like, when they're all sitting on the side, I'm like, I don't want to look like the – and I'm like, whatever. Fucking people can deal with it. I'm like, you're not that exciting, children. (laughs) You'll take a picture of your kid. It's your kid, yeah. Yeah. I take a picture of my son when he's wrestling and, you know, is all the – guys and their singlets and shit i know those little rustling outfits are so funny oh. they like really pick aesthetically funny did i tell you about how at his first meet he had his singlet on backwards Ooh. <laughs> so so he um it was he had a sweatshirt on over it before you know before he gets called onto the mat 
um, and they get called like on deck or whatever. And I guess um, I hadn't seen him in it because he got ready for the meet at his dad's house. And I was sitting by his dad at the meet and he's like, yeah, Connor was like complaining. He's like, yeah, you can totally see my nipples and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, you can totally see his nipples because it's like racer back. So he oh had it on my backwards. God. And so literally no. it's like his little titties are sticking out the side. <laughs> and as soon as he took his shirt off, all his buddies on the team were like, it's on backwards, on backwards. Yeah, and he buddy, like, ran change. out and changed and came back in. He's a total good sport, so he laughed about it. But like, I was crying. I was sitting in the bleachers crying. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, no wonder his nips are showing because he's wearing it backwards. Oh, good for him for being being like, oops. And like, yeah. oh, he was, like, to- he was totally laughing about it. He like, good for him. This kid does not get embarrassed easily. He does not. Yeah. Because, I mean, as, me as a teenager, if, like, I did that, oh, my God. I would have instant... never come to school again. No, I can't. <laughs> I would have, like, I'm homeschooled now. <laughs> I would have moved to Norway. <laughs> to Svalbard, where it's cold like this every day. All right. So today is our Uncensored ep- episode. We do have, like, some thematic questions that we're going to get to. But let's just do a little bit of a palate cleanser warm up. So a lot of times on The Uncensored, we'll take just like a general list of questions from our Patreon that we can then bring into the space to because they ask funny questions. So I have a question just as a warm up. And I'm asking this question because I actually can answer while you think about it. But it was the first thing that popped into my mind. So somebody was like, I've been thinking about uh, who has conveyed their profession well on a drama and who is not believable as, let's say, a dentist, doctor, lawyer, teacher, other profession. I am going to give a wag of the finger. And I have not given this way. I gave this wag like maybe once, but it's been a minute. The medical practices that happen in Descendants <laughs> of the Sun. Oh, my gosh. Leave something to be desired. So if you had like, let's say, watched Descendants of the Sun. And then you're at a mall and you see someone like choke on a chicken leg and you're like, OK, just watch Descendants of the Sun. I've seen a lot of CPR. I'm fucking going in. That person's going to die mm-hmm. because in CPR, you keep your elbows locked. You have pressure. You, you don't want to be a limp. This is not a time to be a limp biscuit. You want to be a stiff. You want to be a stiff narwhal, a noble stiff narwhal with strong arms. And in that drama, the medical teams. When they have to do CPR, especially like the male doctors in Urk, <laughs> the country of Urk, their arms look like somebody has overboiled spaghetti and then just thrown it against a wall. It's pretty bad. I mean, I remember like Leah started the drama before me and she's like, please tell me when you get to the first time you see somebody doing CPR. <laughs> it's, it's distractingly bad. It's not like I'm a medical doctor. I mean, if I had to give you CPR, you would want to be a little nervous. It's terrible. This is like, this is like, I mean, basically, I can't, I like want to do the hand motions so people can see me. But just imagine that you've taken a muscle relaxer and a couple of mushrooms and then you're like, yeah, I'll save that person. That's what it looks like. It was bad because then you go and after you're trying that. to like blue steel. You're doing like a Zoolander face while you do it because you want to look bright. They don't want to look hot. And then you go and watch yeah. my like hospital playlist. And like, I feel like I could do a liver transplant after watching that drama. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Some neuroscience. Yeah, I could get in there and do some brain shit. (laughs) So anyone else want to give like either like a real kudos or a wag of the finger to. Okay, now, I mean, I don't know if it's a wag of the finger so much as in Goblin, how did Sonny make a living? 
<laughs> never have fa- I was I don't- never a customer. Never. Ever. I didn't she, a customer. She just sat eating her radishes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. And I don't get why it was as dead as it was. Like, because there was some joke that I was missing. Because I was like, I yes, just was distracted agree. the entire time being like, no, how do you even hire a part-time? And what's Untek mopping and wiping? Like, what is she? Oh, my God. I was just. She even <laughs> what's she cleaning? How how does Sonny have money to pay her? Why couldn't First it have just all, been a low-grade, busy, like, just occasionally there's a customer sitting around? Co- like, I just didn't understand why it was, like, an empty funeral parlor. And wasn't there a scene where she, like, yelled at a customer? Am I making that up? I thought there was a scene where a customer came in and wanted something. The and aunt, he's like, No, the aunt came in. Okay, okay, aunt. okay. Yeah, Sonny wasn't, like, nice to anyone. But she just sits at the table looking forlornly off into nowhere. Eating her radishes. And, like, nobody walks in. Yeah. And then whenever anyone does see her, they're like, you're really fucking hot to be making chicken. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, why wasn't it just kind of busy? Just like a little bit, like like an extra customer. or two. A customer. Yeah. Because when, like, when they go anywhere else, like they go to, like, get ice cream, they go to Subway or whatever, there are people mm. in these establishments. Yeah, I've always wondered that. Um, Love in the Air, which is um the mm-hmm. uh motorcycle <laughs> as we often refer to it, a uh, BL from Thailand. The one main character was supposed to be this like I don't know, maybe like late twenties businessman. Oh yeah, and he's he like looked, in real life like twenty. He's like twenty. He barely looks twenty. I mean, he looks extremely young. If you told me. He was 16. I'd be like, yeah, sure. He's not. I'm pretty sure he was like 19, 20. Yeah. But he looks very young. <laughs> and there would always be these like older men who would come into his office and like hand him papers. Be like, yes, sir. And, yeah. And then they'd be like, yes, sir. And he, you could just tell he was looking at these papers and he had no, he wasn't even reading them. Like the... <laughs> I know we talked about the acting of that drama before. And look, I'm not coming for it because I love it. But it's an Oscar winning performance across the board. The acting of this 19 year old to be the successful like CEO was I couldn't. It was so unbelievable. It always like took me out. And I loved I loved him, too. The actor is Pete or I'm sorry, Fort. And I actually think he's a perfectly fine actor. It's just like. He just looked way too young. And you're telling me he's like some CEO and these older guys are like bowing to him. I, it always took me out <laughs> every time. Mm-hmm. I th- So like, that's what I think of. That's like the first thing I think of. You want to know who was believable as a samurai? Yes. I think we all know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's believable as anything. Yeah, virgin doctor, yes, but samurai, even more so. Yep. Okay, here, just because we touched on Goblin, here was an unexpectedly deep question, which was, if you had a second life chance, would you change your life? Now, here's my caveat with this, because I feel like everyone's gonna be like, no, no, because if I change my life, then I'm not going to have like the children that I have, and that would be a bad choice. That That's not allowed. Like, you can come back and like, have this life and these children too. Let's like, I want to make it so it's harder. Because <laughs> otherwise it's too easy. It's like, 
I mean, I'm not going to like erase my children from existence because I want to go do a different adventure. So let's just say that you get to have this life too. But if you could pick a second life, like if you could go back, I don't even think I'm going to change the question. What would be like, what would be the one thing you would do different? And like in your other life. So it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to erase your children from this life. You're like, you get to go back. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard thing to ask people who have children because. Um, I think I would have moved around more early in my life. Like gotten up off the couch or? No, like done a couch <laughs> stretch. No, I mean like traveled more younger. Yeah. I like- Although I didn't have the money to, but that's the point. If like my life right. was different, I wish I had the money to travel more. I wish I would have like lived on my own a little bit more. Um. So yeah, if I could like have this life, but also another life, my other life would be like me like living in a van down by the driving river. around the United States. Oh, you would have been like van life girl. I would have okay. been like, I'm very into van life YouTube videos, just so you know. Like, I don't want to do it now. Like, in no way in this life, do, just FYI, do I want to do that? It like just does not fit with obviously like my kids, my family, whatever. So I'm, that's why I, but I do think I, and so it's funny this question came up because in another life, I'd like to do that. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like when I was a teenager in high school and preparing to go to college, like I didn't know there was any other option. You know, like I yep. I was brought up to be like, you go to high school to get good grades so that you can go to college. Like that's just what comes next or or get a job. Yeah, I did. Nobody did a gap year. Nobody talked about that. You know, like that was the 90s and you just did what came next. And it was like just this sort of prescripted life you know, this middle-class prescripted life. And I wish that I would have had the autonomy and confidence to know that I could just do something I wanted to do and see what happened. Because um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, now I, I know we've talked a lot about manifesting and stuff like that. And I I feel like back then, you know, like naive 18-year-old me or whatever, if I had any sort of grandiose ideas... I would like tamp them down myself and say, but why me? Like, why would I be able to do this kind of thing? And so mm-hmm. I I went to college and I didn't know why I was going. I changed my major a million times. I graduated with a liberal arts English degree. There's no job for that. <laughs> you know, and there's I, I ended up getting a um, an internship in cable cable television production because I'd, I'd always wanted to work in TV somehow. Um and learned like straight off the bat that like they didn't care what your major was because they're going to teach you everything they want, you know, because you're working for like, you know, basically nothing. Um, And I love that. But like it wasn't making me a living. I didn't know where to go with that. And I was like, well, I have an English degree. I might as well be a teacher. This is not to say that I didn't, you know, value my time in education. Um, But I found writing like in my 30s. And I wish that I would have found that creative outlet a lot earlier. And I think if I would have had a more creative life earlier in my life, I would have thought myself capable. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think I would have mm-hmm. still ended up probably doing the things that I do, but it would have been a different route to get there. Yeah. I'm cool. hot. I'm hot now. I'm taking off the burrito. Oh my oh, God. Wow. Burrito's coming off. The burrito's coming off. Um, For me, I did an ESL. I got trained to be an ESL teacher Um, when I moved to Australia. 
And I was very committed to the idea that I was going to go teach um, English and kind of travel around in Asia and really just had that as kind of a set plan. And then because I was like long distancing it, my husband was like back and like basically I was long distancing it so much with my boyfriend, now husband like eight months where, you know, we would talk on the phone once a month kind of thing because he was in like a remote field station in Antarctica. So like really fucking long distance. When he finally came back, I kind of lost some of the energy to do that because I was like, okay, like it's been three years of kind of like, you know, either in that cycle of either anticipating it or actively being in it or like reconnecting and then you're going away again. I was like, I'm kind of just like emotionally exhausted from that. I'm not sure if I'm ready to like, because he wasn't going to come with me. I was going to do it by myself. So I didn't. And I do regret that. Um, I was looking at jobs like it would have been fun to go to South Korea in the late 90s. I mean, obviously, I would have gotten with like 1997. No, not 1997. Probably like 2001 Gong Yu. Definitely could have hit that. I mean, we're in the Mm -hmm. same year. (laughs) We're 79 line. (laughs) Regret that. Um, Yeah, I had like some jobs in China. That was good. I just think it would have been really good to have been like very out of my comfort zone and kind of like bouncing around and doing that. And I think it would have been a really fun adventure. So I do. I That's what I would do if I could go back is kind of take those couple of years and go an adventure through Asia and see what happened as like a result of that. Mm-hmm. Like meeting Gong Yu. Yeah. And obviously betting like, yeah, Gong Yu during his mullet, like, you totally know, early happened. 20s. Fuck totally would have happened i could have been like here you go i'm gonna feed you kibble like love and leashes <laughs> i'd really have to do some extra work to make that happen these days but you know okay so now we're just talking about like we wanted to talk a little bit about k-drama dates mm-hmm. and you know just kind of like a loosey-goosey, but like, you know, do you have a favorite or any like dream conventions that you would like? Like, is there anything, like if you could pick, like what makes a really good date? I have Besides a Besides the company. I have a date planned out. Do you want to hear it? Yeah, yeah. I absolutely okay. do. <laughs> do you have somebody this, you're going on this date with or is this just like no, this you is, and like a... This is me and my my Korean boyfriend, I guess. Like, you know, yeah, <laughs> I don't have... This I, is you and Gong Yu? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Gong Yu does show up in here. So, yeah, let's just say it's him. Let's just say okay. it's him. Because there is a part that involves him specifically. But, like, I'll tell you, like, where I got some of the ideas from. So, it's going to start out, he's going to pick me up on a tandem bike. So they, just, oh. they just did that in my demon. Um, he's gonna they take do me to, love a tandem bike. He's going to take me to a cherry blossom festival because we need it to rain cherry blossoms on us to have mm. our, our sweet first kiss. But not a real kiss yet and not a fisheye kiss, but a sweet first kiss. Okay. Then my, my third part was sit next to Gong Yu while watching Train to Busan so he can hold <laughs> me tight. But actually, I'm going to hold him tight because he's going to be scared. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is definitely Gong Yu. Then we head outside after the movie, and oops, it's the first snow. So now we have to have, like, the real kiss. But the way the real kiss is going to happen is that I'm going to buy some cotton candy, take a bite. He's going to ask for some. I'm going to offer him the big puff that's sticking out of my mouth, and then he's going to French it out of my mouth. <laughs> okay. That's destined with you. Right. Um, but cotton candy was just an appetizer, so we go for fried chicken and beer. No soju for me. Okay, we all know that that's not going to happen. Um, and then we take a nighttime Namsen Tower cable car ride, even though I'm afraid of heights. So we get a little boys over flowers action going on there, but we're not going to fall asleep and get stuck in there. 
That's not okay. going to happen. Okay. And then he's going to walk me home and give me a piggyback ride. We're going to get home and I'm going to invite him up for some ramen. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. And then he's going to, um, yeah, take me up against the door like coffee prints and then pilot Ooh. me to bed. Date, That's good. Date, date over as far as, you know, how much I'm going to describe it. Everything else mm-hmm. happens behind closed doors. We're going to mm-hmm. fade to black. Fade to black. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike your books. Right. My books are not fade to black. So, yeah, I was, I, uh, I think my date would be not a romantic date. So my date would be like with you guys. Oh. Oh. But, but I get to call the shots. So, so it's a date that like I planned and it's like for me, but I want to go with you guys. Not that there's anything wrong with my husband. But if I'm going to be in Korea, I want to be with you guys. Oh, I love that. So we're going to start the day. We're going to sleep in. Okay. And then we're going to go to an animal cafe. I don't even care what animal it is. It can be cats. It can be goats. It can be whatever. I want there to be animals there. And I want to drink coffee. With goat hair in your coffee. With goat hair. Okay. Okay. So like there has to be animals there that I'm allowed to touch. Are we staying at Paradise? by the way? Sure. Okay. Don't take mine. Okay. <laughs> and then I want to go to an amusement park because I love amusement parks. I want to ru- an abandoned amusement park or an actual? No, this is going to be, yeah, I don't want to go on like an old rusty. Or uh, maybe maybe we rent the whole thing out, you know, like Secretary Kim. It's just for us. Yeah. So this would be like just us amusement park. Okay. And we get to, we'll ride a bunch of rides. It'll be really fun. Okay. We'll go on like the like fun house and stuff, okay? Then we go and we just eat street food. Just like for a solid 2 hours. Like we're just eating constantly. And then we're going to go to the claw machine. We're going to go like the like the like I'm talking like two floors of claw machines. Like I want like the full we're just going to play there for like a just while. a claw arcade. Yeah, and like get and I actually like want to win stuff. Then we're going to go to a soju tent because that's really all I well, Mm -hmm. the 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 tents. That's all I want to do. I'm like this. This date is like cheap and not high class because I am. It sounds fantastic. Okay, so I want to go to the soju. I just want to eat whatever food the Ajuma is serving up with beer or whatever. So get a good buzz on. Okay, that's the point of that. So we just ate all the street food. Now we're going to get a buzz on and then we're going to go to karaoke. Mm, okay and we're gonna sing hopefully some english songs and then a bunch of k-pop that we don't know all the words to and then we're gonna end the night with like more drinking until like we just don't really remember (laughs) bottles of soju like we'll be we'll we'll be like at a convenience store bottles of soju all over the table yeah no you know what and then on the way home we stop at one of the convenience stores and just eat like like just convenience store food, like the tuna kimbaps, the triangle things, mm-hmm. and then go back. See that—that's like a perfect date. That sounds fantastic. We're doing that when we go for it's sure. Not fancy. It's perfect, and of course, of course, this is all things that you know I've seen in K dramas, but or in like, a, can you imagine like can two a.m. convenience store ramen? I bet that hits. Like <laughs> slaps <laughing>. hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I bet that's especially when you've got so two hard. full bottles of soju in you and you uh-huh. didn't know that you weren't supposed to drink it like that. I bet that ramen tastes the best. Okay. So I'm not going with Gone You. I'm not going with you guys. I'm in my second fictional life. So I am going to go with <laughs> Sun Sukyu. So he is, you know, Mr. Goo. Oh, you haven't guys haven't seen no. him. Wait. So he is in the upcoming Chuebu Shik, and I'm very excited about it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you might have glimpsed him, and I don't even think you saw DP. So this is not going to speak to uh, to my no, Mr. Goo. He actually my, just yeah. his picture speaks to me. To be honest. Yeah. I mean. So anyway, you and so part of the appeal, just for like convenience' sake in my fantasy. Is he uh, started studying abroad in middle school and he actually did, uh, he majored in visual arts and film at the School of Art Institute in Chicago and wanted to be a documentary director. Ooh. So I don't even have to like, he wanted to be a documentary director. Oh, cool. So I don't even have to like, in my fantasy, figure out how I'm talking to him. We're good. I'll Uh I'll do very bad Korean, but you know, we got this dialed. Um, Okay. We're starting this date off. On Jeju Island, where he has a it's okay not to be okay camper. And nice. we are going to go to, we're going to hit the fish market bright and early. So it's waking up morning and we're going to just start with some fucking fresh fish coming in. I like oyster. We're just going to start with oysters. So I'm doing oysters. I'm hitting the soju and oysters right first thing for breakfast. <laughs> then Getting we're going to go down to the water. And of course he can captain a little boat. So mm-hmm. we're going to like you know, burn it off by like zipping around in the water on the little boat, like looking at Jeju from the from the water. We're going to watch some honeyos diving for oysters and pearls. We're just going to do like, yeah, little little morning cruise. We're going to come back. The camper was just for funsies because we are now flying up to the city. <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to get my like little Jeju, like right. fish market, ocean, camper thing, you know. We obviously knock boots in the camper, obviously, before we get on the airplane. <laughs> obviously. Like, that's fine. So, okay. Now we get to Seoul. And we are not tandem bike riding. He's going to have, like, some kitted out, slicked, smelling good car that's, like, ready to go at the airport. So we're going to get in and we are going to go for, like, a drive. And the autumn leaves are changing. Oh. So we're going to get, like, that full autumn leave effect. And we're not really going into the city right now. We're doing kind of like the outer outskirts. We're going to be getting car snacks along the way. Like we're getting stuff on a stick, like yeah. rice cakes on a stick. Anything on so, a stick. Yeah, anything on a stick. We're just going for the sticks. Mm-hmm. Then we are going to go back into town and we are going to hit up a sauna. We're going to wear oh. the cute little towels. He's going to be able to tie them up real cute for Princess me. Leia towels. Yep. And we're going to do some sauna time, take some naps, go play some games. Like he's going to, yeah, we're going to play, you know, there's the gaming rooms. There's the Norbine rooms. Like we're going to be singing. We're going to be playing games. We're going to get some snacks. We're going to take naps in the salt room. We're going to get some, I'm going to get all my dead skin scraped off me. We're going to wear sheet masks and talk about our feelings. Then once that I'm all cleaned up, I am going to go get a makeover. We are both going to get makeovers. Like we're going to do like the full like montage. Gotta do, like, the, You're going to have a yeah, montage. montage. Yes. We're going to keep coming out of the dressing rooms and looking at each other like, you look great. You look great too. Oh my gosh. Hair Hi. goes up. My hair goes up. Everyone's right. hair is up. 
Yeah. We are in some great coats. We have some Eileen Fisher cashmere sweaters. And then we are going to go to a very fancy, like, table hotel. Like, I'm not doing what Megan's doing. Like, I want to go where people are like, yes, Mr. Fancy, Fancy. And, like, we're getting taken up to the top suite to the room and we're going to eat our fancy food. Then we are going to go head back towards the airport where we will be spending the night in the pool room of Paradise Hotel. We are yes! in the spirit. We will not be sleeping in separate beds. He will not have a couch in the living room. No. We will be ordering in plates of lobster and steak and duck bookie and tiny bowls of mango that I'm going to get way too excited about. Like, oh, I've never seen this fruit in my entire life. Is that a blueberry? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> then I'm going to have a fucking rager bikini on and I'm going to have the Singles Inferno perky boobs going. You're gonna, have, then the, I'm you're gonna have the purple teddy. Yeah. Oh, that's that comes after I come in and go. Right. I'm gonna float around by the virtue of my r- gigantic, beautiful rack. That's gonna like keep me going. <laughs> then you're I'll change into my, in the pool. Yeah, then, uh, then I'll change into my comfortable, casual wear oh, yeah. teddy. My pajamas. <laughs> it's a purple lace teddy. And then dot dot dot. Right. That's perfect. I love how all our dates are all very different. And I feel like they, they all sound us. fantastic, though. Yeah, they all sound like fun. I'll do I all do of every them. Sing- yeah. yeah, I would do all of them. Yeah. Um, um, well, there was one question that I thought I was probably most equipped to answer. Mm, I- uh, and th- so this is a question our Patreon posed, but I do think. We've gotten comments on Instagram before that relate to this. So I think this is something all of you would be interested in. And it affects me deeply. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the question is, would you please talk about how many favorite actors recently have come out with extremely violent K-dramas and which ones are worth watching and maybe fast forwarding for the squeamish among us? So very fair question. Um, And especially some of the K-dramas I watched the beginning of this year or the end of last year, I was getting like constant messages on Instagram about them. Or Leah would have to message me and be like, someone is asking you about mm. Death's Game or something. Um, okay, so the first one I watched was last year, um, which, you know, Ji Chang uk is a favorite of many. He's a favorite of mine, as well as Wee Ha Jun. And so they starred in The Worst of Evil. And I did watch it. I was very excited about it. Um, the premise was very good. Like, the setup of this drama, I thought, oh, man, this has really amazing potential and i was very excited about it and honestly for the first maybe like four episodes i was thinking this is so good this could be a top drama for me um and then it the execution was was bad i mean just flat out by the end i was very like everything just felt hollow and depressing Hmm. and not in a way that made me feel like slightly fulfilled. Like I felt like this is unfinished. This is not great writing <laughs> at the end. I thought the characterization of fell apart. Um and I think of the violence took over to a degree. Um and I think they were trying to do something with it. They were trying to basically show Ji Chang Uk's character as like you know, he was undercover as a gangster. So I think they were trying to show him, like, is he becoming the monster he doesn't want to be? Because he's, mm. you know, 
And there's like a scene where he's just like completely covered in blood. And it just felt really over the top in a and in a way that was like, ugh. So I'm gonna say right out, I really don't recommend the worst of evil. And I hate I really am so sad to say that. But I think and as far as violence goes, um, I wouldn't I just don't think it's worth it. Yeah, the violence um, becomes the story. That's, right, and that's the way it yeah. felt like in The Worst of Evil. It felt like the violence was becoming the story in a way that just wasn't, like, fulfilling for me. Um, and I'm sure, like, other people might feel differently, and that's that's also totally fine, but this is our podcast, and uh, people asked, and so that's my answer. Um, <laughs> Gyeong Song Creature was very violent, um, especially there was a lot of torture scenes, and that was rough. But I will say that to me, the violence in Gyeong Song Creature, for the most part, not every time, but for the most part, had a very big point. Very big point. And they might have hit, it, hit us over the head with it, but there was a reason for most of the violence. And to me, that was a really good story. I, I, I freaking love Gyeong Song Creature. Um, I... We haven't done a pod on it only because Lee and Amy didn't watch it. I don't know. I might see if someone else has watched it so I can talk more about it. Um, I'm still trying to get my son to watch it with me. It's so good. Like, I, I'm telling you, to me, it's worth it. And you can fast forward through some of, like, the really major battle scenes. I mean, some some of the, like, violent scenes that involve, um, like, the creature enacting violence. You're kind of usually cheering a little bit. Um, not really cheering, but... You're a little less, I don't know. It's always the human on human violence that's right. the worst for me. Right. And Young Sun Creature has that for sure. But um, I still think there is a story to tell. And the way they executed it for me was very good. And there's going to be a season two, which I'm very excited about. Okay. And then the third one I watched recently that was very violent was Death's Game. So. But it wasn't at first, right? It wasn't at first. And that's why it caught me off guard. I was like, you know, I was talking to Amy about it. I was like, Death Game's really good. And yeah, I mean, the premise is that he, like, dies, like, Many continually. Times. Yeah. Not 12 times. Um, So there's death. There's there's some violence. There's, like, some bullying and, and things. Um, But it reached a fever pitch in kind of one of the, one of the lives that, to me... I was really surprised the drama took it as far as they did. I was like, oh, they're not going to take it this far. And then they reached like horror level, like horror movie level, like violence. <laughs> but it was only kind of that one episode. And so for me, Death Game is still worth watching because you can fast forward through kind of the worst of it. Um, it's bad, but it's also kind of just one of the lives. And I also thought... Death Game was very, very good. I really enjoyed it. I think about it a lot. Um, so those are my recommendations, basically. Um, I would rate, if, you, if I'm going to rate them, this is hard. Gyeongsang Creature, I think I would still rate one, my, my top favorite of these three. And then Death Game, a very close second. And then The Worst of Evil is distant. <laughs> so those are the latest three violent dramas i watched um i'm gonna watch more if you want me to watch like a certain one let me know but there's a Yi Dong wook one that's coming out i'm gonna 
the Shop of Killers or something like that. And then uh, The Killer Paradox with Trey Wushik. I'm going to watch that, too. Mm. That one looks good. So I hope that good, answered the looks, question. It looks very violent. It does. It does. So I hope that answered the question for um, the Patreon member, but also like anyone else. Yeah, I think for me, it's like when it's hard to say, like, once you start to like fast forward through stuff, I think it gets tricky. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes with a violent, like, I guess it depends how intentional the violence is, because sometimes there's a lot that happens plot wise. Like in there, the violence, too. Yeah, that's why I would say, like, if you if you really, really, really need to fast forward through violence, Death Game has the least and probably the most ob- like, you know, it's coming. <laughs> You're very aware. Oh, this is the violent scene. Okay. And also anyone who's watched it can give you a heads up. Whereas Gyeong Song Creature, every single episode is is very is very violent. And that is really the point of it. You're supposed to witness what uh people have done to each other in history mm-hmm. with a fictional bent. You made a parallel uh to Stranger Things with it when you were talking to me about yeah. it. Actually, a, a listener mentioned. Okay. Um, Would you say it's Stranger Things level violent or worse? Oh, it's worse. Okay. But because um, Stranger Things is fine with me. But there, it's worse. But there are, there really are some parallels to the overall like vibe, and then mm-hmm. also like remember in Stranger Things for anyone who's seen it, there's like the Russian prison where they're like yes. They dress up as Russians to try to, like, sneak out of this prison. There's a very heavy vibe of that that okay. happens in Gyeongsang Creature. And it's really cool. And it does it does feel reminiscent of of that. I mean, Stranger Things gets pretty violent, especially in the later um, it does. seasons. Each season, and, I think, gets a little bit more than than the last. Yeah, I just, again, though, it's usually less human-on-human violence. Which is things. what I'm usually okay with. Like, you know, the, like that was my thing with um like i loved all of us are dead right mm-hmm. all of us are dead is great the zombie shit didn't bother me it was what people were doing to each other right. you know and unfortunately gyeong song creature has has both um but like the creature itself is i mean that's like the whole part of the story and it's just i don't know it just felt like a really special drama to me because of the the mess i mean i i came away from that drama like really feeling something a lot <laughs> and i you know it's so hard i think i think people should see it i really do and especially because I, I as as long as season two holds up to season one i think it'll be one of my one of my favorite dramas okay yeah i've never put off but I, I mean i'm not gonna like seek out violence only like it's not like i'm like i must have violence but um i don't know i don't mind like you know strangers from hell is still one of my favorite and uh, all of us are dead. You want to know who is maybe not a believable dentist was Edong Wook. <laughs> you know, I'm going to quibble with that. I thought he was pretty good. Look, he, I, I, be- I believe that he wasn't in it for the tooth decay. I believed he was a cannibal more than I believed he was a dentist. <laughs> I believe that he had found a way to look sterile and fucking creepy and have a bunch of sharp tools and a manic look in his eye. My God, so creepy. <laughs> I will uh, I will just say that I am, I mean, if you don't already know, I am the the one uh, pod host who 
shies away from violence as much as possible. So if there's something violent that I'm watching and liking, then know that it must have a pretty good story if I'm signing on for the violence. What I hate is torture. That is, I don't like the power imbalance of torture. I hate it, hate it, hate it. So I will fast forward through torture scenes. Although I would say in Gyeongsang Creature, I felt like I needed to watch it because it was really based in historical fact and if I didn't want to. Well, like what about, okay, so like without making it dark and horrible, what about torture like from Kim Porsche? Where he's like got Vegas, like where we had Vegas tying up uh, Pete and, you know, electroshock therapying so, his balls. Look, Ken Porsche is on I'm a, a hard yes. A hard yes. Ken Porsche is on a totally different <laughs> level because I don't know how to explain it. There's a fantastical fantasy element of Ken Porsche that, like, I never actually. The torture didn't feel real to me. I don't know how to explain it. Like, not no, and nothing, like, like you know, I love Ken Porsche. I don't know how to explain it, but that torture to me felt so incredibly fictional that I was like, and, and also, like, I knew there was a hedgehog in the next room. Like, the whole thing. <laughs> no, the hedgehog was looking with his nose through the crack in the yeah. birdcage. Like, and, and Master, like, what you doing? And I'm like, he is not shocking his balls with, with this. He's just not. Like, it just, I don't know. Does that make sense? I felt like he was selling it. You're making it sound like they were bad acting. They were selling they the ball shocks. So you're saying that acting. they weren't believable as getting I'm their ball shocked? the plot point of him hooking up, what was it? Like, car chargers to his car- balls yeah. was not realistic. It just, that does not happen. <laughs> so it just was i don't know i think maybe what you're finding not realistic is when he did it like yeah and then pete was like actually yeah. actually i'm into this i'm like <laughs> no you're not your balls would be fried but okay and so yeah the whole thing just felt and, and i oh. loved it i'm just saying it was like a different type of is this on screen like you see balls clamped no no you see him with the like you know he like touches the cables and they're like the sparks go off like your sheets like and then he's like haha then he reaches down and you see him kind of like do the movements and the guy kind of like and pete's like oh (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that all happens that all happens but it's not i don't know it's romantic yeah because then they like basically they like find a common case it's Stockholm Syndrome meets, like, sadiomasochism. <laughs> it's so weird. So, yeah, I but Gyeongsang Creature felt like very real torture and also torture that was, like, that had actually happened. Like, the torture methods were something that had, like, actually been done. Yeah, Does that okay, make sense? Fair. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay, the, here, here's, here's somebody on Patreon who's just singing singing the song of my people. Mm-hmm. And they don't have a question. They just have a song. Mm-hmm. This is Gavin. I would like to bemoan the fact that we have not had any word about a Yumi Cell season three. Nary, nay, nary a rumor or whispering. This is no news is not new news, but I have been thinking about Yumi Cells a lot recently. This is my aside to say me too, Gavin. And because of that, I would like to take this time to sell Megan and Amy on this drama that explores how timing and dreams can affect who and how we love. Ambo Hyun is the easiest part of this pitch. 
This show has some of the most lovable and relatable characters who are technically not even real, the cells. While the drama doesn't always give you what you want, you know it is the right choice for Yumi. Gavin, couldn't have said it better myself. Megan, did watched, you watch the first season? I watched everything but the last episode because I saw a breakup coming with Ambo Hyun and I just couldn't handle it. See, that's because I am a weak, weak no. person. I, so I, I feel like I can't I, believe you haven't seen it, Amy. This is like for I know, you. but that's because I know there's not a happy ending yet. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't matter. Okay, so here's the thing: is is there's going to be? I think so, Gavin. My hunch is that. So in season one, we have like love interest one. Look, here's also why I know you would like it, Amy, is because you, I wouldn't say you're like the biggest of all time fans, but you like a Sarah J. Moss book. If you're okay with like the the heroine on a journey where she's going to learn about herself and grow and have relationships yeah, along for the sure. way. And circle back. It's not always linear because love isn't always linear. So there could be maybe even some Anbohyun feels in round two. I'm just saying it feels very much in that like kind of like new adult messiness that happens. And I think that the reason why we may not have a Yumi Cells season three announced yet is because um, Bobby, the one of the like the big character from uh, season two is um, Ji Young from Got7, who is currently in the military. Yeah, I wonder if they're waiting for him to get out because and Kim go just announced another drama she's doing. Yeah, so I have a feeling that they have to wait because he's got to come back into this drama. Mm -hmm. And then they need to have both of those guys in the drama. But I also really want to know who they're going to have for season three because they left it very perfect in that they left the door open. Basically, you get a whisper of the the character who will be in season three, but you don't see any um, you don't see who they are. I I heard rumors that not Inu would be very good. He would, so would um, Kong Tao. Like, there's a couple oh. folks that would be uh, pretty good. The, uh, also, the second male lead from, I'm blocking his name right now, the second male lead from Business Proposal also could be Kim good. And Q. Yeah. Yeah. Kim and Kim Q. And Q. So, but yeah, I, I really think you would like it, Amy. Like, much more than Megan did. I liked it. I know, I but I think Amy would really like it. Okay. Like, it's an Amy okay. drama to me. Okay. I think I you're stalled selling out. Me. You're selling me. I, I stalled out when I saw a breakup coming. And that's my that's my fault. It was not, I, I will say right now, it was not the fault of the drama. I love the cells so much. The cells are so cool and so fun. I, I love it. But Ambo Yun deserves, like, sometimes, like, so it's also, like, what Gavin says is that, like, you may sometimes be frustrated, but Yumi, like, the, sh the show's going to give Yumi a happy ending. And yeah, so no, I people are acting realistic. Like sometimes guys totally. are stupid and they make dumb choices. They're not bad. They're just kind of like selfish or in their own butts. I in no way, I in no way even like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm mad at Yumi. I'm not going to watch anymore. It was just like, I was not yeah. in the mood to watch a breakup. Like I just yeah, frankly. Fair. And I also watched it not knowing that this was like an ongoing and I just in the t at the time I was not in the mood for it yeah that if that makes sense I do think I could go back to it now and maybe when they announce a season three that's when I'll binge it all yeah the hero in season two is fantastic and what they do there is pretty interesting too so I I'm just gonna say that from a new adult perspective it's awesome and I've also heard people like kind of like dog on Yumi for being like a flat character but the thing is is that like Half of what Yumi brings to the role is the cells. So a lot of times it's it's you know um, 
oh my god why am i like so dumb tonight what's Kim her Gil name one? Kim, Kim go on i was like on tech i'm like it's not in tech <laughs> she has like a straighter character because her inner world is so rich that like if she was super over the top and the cells were over the top like the energy would get wild so a lot of times it's like you might see her acting very straight and then you go into like her flip world of like the cells and kind of just doing all their like wildness yeah but if she was being really broad and they were being really broad then we would be in like a full slaps like it would have gone like banana slapstick and that's too much yeah that's the chaos of of her cells that is yeah so you need to have her sometimes like dead assing it in a scene and like not giving much away to have it be fun in the brain like there was a whole part of the brain in her city that was dedicated to gong yu (laughs) (laughs) okay i love that i love yeah like those gong yu fan clubs corner of her brain wasn't anbo hyun's like horny cell just like a dinosaur yeah and then her horny cell would just like would slink around and be like yeah like like, they all have like their like roles to play so like yeah she'd be like hanging out and it'd be like sexy time and all of a sudden you'd have like horny guy come out or like they'd be like no not right now this is not the time and he'd be like i want to come out (laughs) okay this sounds fun it does sound fun i want i want season three like basically what i think i want is i want to just be able to binge it all yeah so So what i know from webtoons is that season it ends happy that's what it I've ends heard. happy. Okay. All right, Gavin. Look, we are on top of it when season three comes out. It's it, you guys are selling me. So it was like I, I again. It was. I think you would enjoy it. I was in. Yeah, and I think Amy, you would enjoy it purely with season one and two right now, and then just wait. I think you would still be happy. I really do. Okay. Can I read a question that's specifically for me on yeah, here? May. Okay, because I was just looking at this one. So. Um, the uh, our patron asks i recently came up with a whole k-drama cast of one of my favorite books if the last book you wrote were to be filmed k-drama style who would you have in the cast for amy specifically here's a book so you guys can think about the cast one here's i'm going to answer the part that's for me specifically for amy would you rather have Eamon ho write a five-star review for one of your books or have isu hyuk as the voice of your book on audible so you all know that I am an Audible girly. Um, mm-hmm. I love audiobooks. I mean, not just from Audible, but I, I do. I, I write some books for Audible and I listen to Audible and I listen to audiobooks all over the place. Um, listen, it'd be great if Eamon Ho read one of my books, but like that gets me no closer to Eamon Ho. You know, if he writes a review of my book, it'd be fantastic. But if you were telling me that Isu Hyuk is going to narrate my book, fuck yeah. Like fuck yeah, that's that's <laughs> my choice. What I I, I chose was like, well. She doesn't choose the audible option. No, I mean like, gosh, if you guys don't know his voice, good lord, it would be incredible. Like truly, yeah. Megan I, and I talked in our snack that he's like he's in a couple of new dramas this year, and one of them he's actually a lead, and I'm so looking forward to seeing him in a lead role because, god damn, I mean. Me- uh, Leah, I want you to watch tomorrow just for him. Even though I love, love, love Rohun, I want you to uh-huh. watch tomorrow for Isu. He plays like this, like brooding, damaged Reaper. reaper. Yeah, I mean, he's a beautiful. Yeah, he is beautiful. I agree. And his voice is just something else. Okay, and he knows it. Okay, but also like tomorrow's that. a great like drama. They know it tomorrow. Like w- when we get when we get to our sell you on a drama episode, I feel like I've tried to sell you on tomorrow before, and I need to do it again. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So let's go with um, the second part of that question, which yeah. was kind of fun, which is, do you want? why don't you read it? Because you already kicked us off. Yeah. So um, if the last book you wrote were to be filmed K-drama style, who would you have in the cast? My look, guys. Mine are hard. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, K drama actors have played non humans before. They're gonna be seven feet tall with frilly blue dogs. and black aliens with a tail and horns. Sure, sure. Oh my God, Hyun Bin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I don't even know who. I don't, I mean. I think you're going to have to dive into, like, Singles Inferno territory for some of the muscle meat. Just, or, like, I mean, just think about who might embody the character, you know? Like, I mean, they do it in Avatar. You can do it. You can do it in Mm K-drama. Okay. I could do maybe, so the one that I wrote where he's just more of, like, a, a hybrid kind of thing so he's more human looking but he has like red scales all over his body and then one arm was cut off so he took someone else's arm and put it <laughs> this has got me so hot right now and, it, and it, so is he like fingering you with like a so, corpse finger well, no, like he a doesn't corpse use, hand he doesn't use that one because it's all claws so he can't touch he can't like finger her with the clawed hand is this the monster with claws yeah, this is the this is the guest with claws. So, yeah. but he's still a little bit more human. But he has like really good hair. He has very K drama hair. Um, and he wears a mask. Um, oh god. I mean, I just uh, you know what Edong Wook could do it. Edong, he'd have to beef up. He'd have to beef up, but he could so because remember he was in a drama where he was like Blade Man. Hmm. And he had like blades on his back. He could do yep. it. And then I have a really the heroine's really curvy, which you know, that's not really a K drama actress thing. Um, who's like a curvy actress? You know what I mean? Like big boobs. Mm. This is where you have to go into singles inferno territory. Yeah, there's no big boob. Yeah, so Min Young would be. The cloth, I mean, that's still not, not, I mean, that heroine is like very fluffy. Fluffy. And (laughs) fluffy. And Min Young isn't close, but she isn't there. But, you know, Min Young is kind of, I'd say she's probably the closest. Okay. That's all, that's all I got. My books, my books are hard (laughs) for this exercise. All right. How about you, Amy? I thought you, I thought you were going to go because I answered the, audible question oh, yeah you okay go. You sure go. okay so okay this is what this is what i'm doing so i'm gonna go with the book i'm writing right now which is called puck and prejudice <laughs> and it's a time travel hockey so we have a hockey player who goes through a time slip and ends up in 1812 england so i mean somehow we're gonna make that k-drama by just embodying the spirit of things mm-hmm. so i am gonna go with for for my heroine, I'm going with IU. Oh. Because I think that my heroine is like kind of brainy, kind of like grumpy, 
and a little bit eccentric and kind of does her own thing. So she is not like sad and drinking, you know, Maxim tea by the glass or anything like that. Like there's none of that. But I think that like she and she's not like as perky as IU's character was in Moon Lovers, which neither of you have seen. But I think that like IU could like emote. I like I think I've been really on like an IU thing lately. And I feel like she could just kind of hit some good emotional honesty. And um, and so, yeah, I'm going to go with IU for the heroine. And for the hero, I think I'm going to go with Choi Ushik. Because that's surprising. Okay. I think he could play athletic for sure. Mm -hmm. And again, this is not like a, this is a character who has had a little bit of feminism in him already. So, like, it's not like he has to like learn what feminism is. Like, he already has a sister who's been through some shit and he's kind of sensitive to it. So, he's not like your typical like bro bro already. But he still has some of that unlearning that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And he also is kind of scrappy because, like, here's one thing that I think is always going to be, like, a challenge. Like, this book, I didn't really realize it. Like, great idea in my head. And then when I started writing it was he has to adapt relatively quickly because I can't have the whole book having him be like, holy shit, I've gone back in time. Oh, my God. Like, that would be, like, not an interesting <laughs> book. So he has to be right. like, holy shit. But then he also has to be like, get on with it. And roll with yeah. it. And I feel like Toyo shit could kind of handle that, like, adapt the adaptability of mm-hmm. being able to be like, okay. And so what I'm kind of leaning in on it with his characterization is, like, he's a goalie. Goalies are observant characters. Like, to be on the team, like, you're constantly having to, like, keep an eye. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to be pretty perceptive and know how to read a room. So that's going to be kind of, like, the strength that, like, the hero has to embody. And I think Toyo shit could do that. I like it. So the book that I just finished writing, I turned in, is a cowboy book. Um, but the basis of it is um, the hero and heroine are both also country singers. Um, and the hero is, he's had some bad press. He's come back home to the ranch um, and is laying low. And lo and behold, the person staying in the house where he thinks he's going to stay is um, an up and coming singer who he had uh, a brief relationship with. And then it kind of publicly went bad like four years ago. Um, and so her career is on the rise and his is kind of like at a stall. Um, so I think we can make a twist and we can make these like idols, right? Because like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. Like, ca- mm-hmm. I, I don't know what. I don't know what K-drama stars I'm going to cast as, like, cowboys and cowgirls. Um, so we're going to take it off the ranch. We're going to, like, bring it to Seoul. And so we're going to have an idol, a male idol, who is, who's had some bad press um, and is, you know, trying to figure things out. Um, and because I'm heavily into my demon right now, um, I'm going to... I, I'm gonna put Song Kong in there because Oh, I thought you were gonna chose Rawoon. Okay. I was. I was thinking of Rawoon, but I I I can't I can't see Rawoon being anything but like a super puppy dog. And like I can't right. picture him like doing the bad things that my heroes that my hero's done. But mm-hmm. Song Kong, he plays a demon. And the demon, even though he is a total uh a total golden retriever for the heroine. When he's a demon, he's a demon. Um, and he does he does both really well. So he could be doing some naughty stuff. And so then as the uh the up and coming idol, 
because I love Duna so much and I love mm-hmm. Susie and I just want to see her all the time, um, I would have Susie. And I think that they would be a lot of fun. It's a good pairing. I like it a lot. That'd be really nice to look at for 16 episodes. Heck yeah. Yeah. Great. And it's enemies to lovers, second chance romance, because that's what I write. <laughs> right, right. I know. I'm like, uh, mine, I'm sorry. These questions are. <laughs> who who in K-Drama Land would look good with scales and a dead person's arm? <laughs> and a dead alien's arm. Oh, God. All right. Well, this was really fun tonight. So as always, I think Patreon had some great questions. I really enjoyed thinking about date night. Mm -hmm. I I want to do all of the things that we came up with with each other. I think that would be amazing. Well, we'll have have time. We'll get it done. It's going to happen. Putting it out there into the universe. Universe, bring it back. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was fun. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, as always, if you have topics you want us to cover, let us know, and we will do it. Thanks, everyone. Ne- until next time. Annyeong. Annyeong. Thank you for listening to Afternoon of Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A-F-T-E-R-N-O-O-N-A-D-E-L-I-G-H-T dot com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K-pop and K-skincare recs. And if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!